Welcome to The Gentle Podcast, a space where you can take off the mask and be your full self. Here we have conversations to nourish your mind, body and spirit on your journey home to you, the real you. I am your host, Rachel White, a coach, speaker and author here to guide gentle souls just like you to expand in vitality and freedom while connecting to and expressing their higher, most authentic self. Let's get into this episode. This episode was a session from the Trust Summit that I ran online in my Gentle Souls Facebook group. The content and all of the speakers was so amazing that I felt like I had to share it in the podcast as well. You might hear a little bit of interaction through the live comments that were coming through during each of these sessions and they were just so good. So please enjoy. Okay, we are live. Welcome, Carlo. Welcome everyone that's back listening live. We're in our fourth session for today for the Trust Summit so excited to be here. So excited to have you here, Carlo. Welcome. Thank you. How awesome is this? <laughs> yes. So Carlo is a mentor, speaker, and meditation teacher, mixing both his passions of human optimization and connection. Um, Carlo is a teacher on how to integrate both being spiritually aligned and how to also thrive in your day-to-day modern life. He's host of the Conscious Podcast and founder of Conscious Collective. Amazing. So, Carly, do you want to start giving a little bit of an intro to the kind of work you're doing, a bit of your background and why you feel really passionate to live a conscious life and share, share the way you're living your life now? Yeah, thank you so much for, for having me on firstly. Like what you do is incredible and I love that you've like adapted so well to be like, I'm just going to run my events online. <laughs> so it's so awesome and providing this for everyone is is amazing and I'm so grateful to be part of this. And I think, um, I guess what I, I'll start at the start and then come to what I do now because there is a lot that I do now and it's it's adapted really nicely to, to being in isolation and what's happening with the world. And I think it's still relevant whether we had something happening or not. A lot of our work is still always relevant, but even now it's even more relevant to mm-hmm. do this sort of work, to trust ourselves, to connect in and, and all the, live a conscious life, even if you know outside circumstances is shifting us from our normal life. And, you know, I grew up in the same country town as you uh, in Mildura and um, from a young age, I was a soccer player and that's all I wanted to do. Um, I idolized, idolized David Beckham. Um, I had changed my hair every second month like him. I wanted the, you know, the fame, the, the skills, all of that. And that's all I wanted to do. And that's what I spent 15 years of my life doing and you know still went to school still had fun doing that moved away at 16 um, had to mature really really young and and you know get a job and work and live by myself cook clean all of that so it grew me up matured me very quickly and then at 19 I moved overseas but there was a series of events from you know between 19 and now that really shifted me onto this path and even to be doing the stuff that I do now like I never thought that back then that I'd ever be speaking on a you know on a live um, conference or seminar or, or event but I always just dreamed of just being a soccer player and and the reasons why I wanted to do that were just 
very, very selfish. And I think that's still okay. Like you're allowed to do it for you and for the money and the fame and all that sort of stuff. But I think at 19, I had a car accident and it, it was pretty bad, but I was, I was fortunately okay, but it really shook me up and made me rethink a lot of things in my life. And that was the first time I ever kind of stepped into talking to someone about or being asked questions that made me think about my life and my future and, and who I was. And my sports psychologist at the time was just like, what are you going to look back on, you know, at 50 years old and regret not doing with your life? And for me, it was like, whoa, I want to, I want to go overseas and try and make it there. And then I want to um, do other things that help people, not just play soccer, kick a ball, make money, be on TV. And from that, like a series of events happened. And I think the best, my favorite way of, of explaining it is that, you know, my ego wants everyone to hear that, you know, I played soccer for, for 20, almost 20 years. And I got to play for my country at 15. I got to play overseas. I got to play for 10 different teams around the world. And it was a massive part of my life. And I got to travel and, and meet incredible people. But what my ego doesn't want people to hear is that, you know, for the last seven, eight years of that time, there was so much mental strain on myself. There was so much pressure put on myself. There was so much um, self analysis that that crippled me during the week i would put so much pressure on myself to perform and if i didn't i wasn't good enough i wasn't a good enough soccer player which meant i wasn't a good enough person so therefore during the week i would hurt myself at training to try and get better and better but if one thing went wrong in the game it it didn't matter about all the other good stuff i did so my worth was put on 90 minutes of soccer and we know that that's a finite game and there's going to be one next week anyway Whereas in life, there's like an infinite game where it's just constant progression. So for me, it was in those moments, but also it came with a lot of, you know, bullying when I was overseas, it came with a lot of um, downtimes. I got dropped by my agent and my coach when I was overseas. I got told, you're not good enough. You're never going to make it. Go home. Heartbroken. I felt honestly so alone overseas. Um, no one's seen, no one sees what athletes have to go through behind the scenes. But having lived that, it's like, okay, now I have empathy for those people that have made it because it has been a journey. Just like everyone else, you have had a journey that's gotten you to where you are. And it takes a lot to get there. What my ego wants everyone to see uh, and to hear is that, yeah, I host a podcast that gets you know 2,000 downloads a week or, or more. Um, I do have a program with you know heaps of people coming into it. Um, my Instagram, um, all of that, like all these things are going really well right now. But what my ego doesn't want everyone to hear is that I've had, and sorry, two companies that are, um, that I love and, and that are going really well. What my ego doesn't want everyone to hear is that it took eight years of trying things and failing. It took, you know, eight years of constantly feeling the pressure of comparing to others, looking at others and going, they can do it, but I can't not believing in myself. Um, it took so many years of working on myself to get there. And, and again, you know, my ego want, um, wants everyone to see that, yeah, I'm connected with amazing people like yourself. I get to come on, you know, incredible opportunities like this. I get to speak on radio, on TV, um, on different YouTube channels, on different podcasts. Um, what I'm doing right now, I do what I love and I love what I do. And I'm really grateful that I've got that. But what, and I'm connected to incredible people, um, whether that's, you know, my family, my best friends or, you know, influencers and, and leaders. But what my ego doesn't 
want everyone to hear or didn't want everyone to hear is that for so long I was so alone, like overseas, you know, not having anyone around when I was at my lowest point, um, feeling so disconnected from my family for so many years, from my friends, from in a romantic situation. I avoided that. I avoided anything that allowed me to open up and be vulnerable. And when now where I feel like I've been the most authentic and vulnerable I've ever been, and that's allowed me to connect with people for so long, I couldn't connect with people. And it was because I couldn't connect with myself. I didn't accept who I was. I held so much, so much shame, guilt, and regret in my life and for the decisions I made and the path that I took. And it took a, a long time. I was going to say a while, a while, a long time to work through that and constantly do the inner work. And I think it's been, it hasn't just been, you know, the past two months where everything, I, I went to one seminar and it all happened. It was plant, constantly planting the seed and then watering it. And sometimes it was a drought and it dried up and sometimes it flooded and, you know, the, the seed died, but it was keep planting. I kept planting seeds and then they started to flourish. And then I started to build a garden of, of beautiful plants that have now just flourished. And now it's, it's, I'm able to give to other people, but it's, it's a garden that I loved. I built it my way. Um, and I also, you know, controlled what I could. I watered when I could and I nourished when I could. And now, um, like I said, I do what I love and I love what I do. And through that, I, I host a podcast. I've got um, two companies, one membership platform. I've got a program which started on Monday, which I love so much. We're in our third program for the year. And yeah, there's just so many opportunities popping up. I became a meditation teacher, which I, I never imagined in my life um, on one of the most downloaded um, meditation apps in the world. And, you know, it's things are just kind of manifesting and happening. And, and I'm, I'm here for the ride. I'm like, cool. Even if this other stuff's happening uh, around the world that we can't control, you know, I can still, I can still serve. I can still do what I love and be rewarded um, for doing that as well. Mm. Such a good story. Thank you for diving all the way into that. And I think one of the biggest themes that I felt was coming up was around, like there's this proverb that I love and it's, we don't eat the fruit the same day that we plant the seed. Yep, and yep. It's, it sounds like there's been so many seeds planted throughout your story that um, some are fully emerged and have a fully grown fruit tree that you're mm -hmm. benefiting from now. And there's still some that are planted waiting to come up. And also uh, at the start of your story, I found it really interesting how um, you, you said you were in the car accident and then someone started asking you questions around what do you want your life to look like? And sometimes we can be in such a, a haze of living our day-to-day -day that we never really stop and ask ourselves those questions. So it can be really powerful to ask them to ourselves or to have an external catalyst that makes us think about things in a different way. So yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, and I, I love that as well because it's and that's why I mention it is that it's like planting a garden um, and, and making your garden so beautiful and, and it's yours. But like when you plant a garden, you don't just put the seeds in and then leave it and mm -hmm. it just happens like the next day it grows. It's like, no, you, you put a seed in and like, I've, I've here we go. I can show you guys. I bought my first plant the other day. Um, isolation life. Uh, watch me have a whole plantarium in my room if I'm allowed to leave and buy plants. But for me, it was like, I didn't plant that one. I went and bought it as it is. So for me, when you're building a garden or when you're planting a garden, you, you put the seeds in and then you know, it's going to take time and some grow faster than the others. Like you 
don't plant like an apple tree and then expect apples tomorrow. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of people expect that. I did. I, for so long, I was like, if I do one workout, I'll have the six pack tomorrow. And then when I didn't see it after a day, two days or a week, I was like, well, this is, what's the point? But when we, we, we in our minds, we have a vision of well, when we create, when we get clar- clarity on what we want, we create a vision of a, a life or a garden that we want to create. And then we reverse engineer. Well, if I want it to look this way and feel this way, I need to plant certain plants in certain areas and mm. I need to water them. And like you said, some are going to grow quick and you can eat that fruit and some are going to take longer. I think there's a, a really, really good, whether it's a proverb or an analogy, it's like the Chinese bamboo tree. Mm. And it's um, this, this um, Chinese guy, old man, he's like, he plants his Chinese bamboo tree and everyone's like, you're crazy. Why would you do that? No one wants that. It's, it's, it takes so long to grow and he's watering it every day and everyone's coming past and laughing. And it, mm. I think it takes like 10 years for it to even shoot out of the ground. And then once it does after that 10th year, it just explodes. Like it's kind of mm. like the compound effect of it takes so long of watering it and looking after it for it to eventually sprout. And then you've got an abundance of it from your former background. It's kind of like a savings. You keep putting money in, it's going to compound. And then you have, you see it after 10 years. And I think for me, it's, people overestimate what they can do in one year, but underestimate what they can do in five or 10. And with myself, it was like, I have 10 year vision. I have a, you know, a a 10, a five, a three, a one year vision. And, you know, they're, they're incredible. They may, I'm so inspired by that. And that that comes from obviously a few other things first to actually create that, that aligns with you, that inspires you, but I don't expect it to happen in a year. Mm. It's, it's, I know that that's the 10 year and now I've broken down what, what I need to do or what I think I need to do. And I'm taking those steps and what happened over, you know, the past 12 months, some of the things that were in my three year vision came in, in the first year. And I was like, awesome, sweet. I did. I was doing the things I was showing up every day in the certain areas of my life and doing the work and looking after those seeds, but some things haven't. And it's okay. Like I, I trust that they're going to happen. Your theme of trust is trusting the process yeah there's two things I want to say and I feel like the the whole garden analogy a really good way to illustrate both of them the first one is that when you plant a seed in your garden you trust that it's going to grow you're not digging up the roots (laughs) every second day you know that if you plant it you water it you nourish it you know it will grow and you don't you don't necessarily need the proof every single moment of every day and you're not checking every day saying, is it growing it? Is it growing it? You just, you trust the process. And the second thing um, that was really coming to my mind is, so your garden has fruits growing. And sometimes what we can do is really seek shortcuts in life. So I'm, I'll just be like, I'm just going to go pick this apple from Carlo's garden. He's got this amazing program. I'm just going to do it once. And then I can teach it too. And I'll be just as good as a teacher because I've got the fruit from him. And I find that if you're only like taking fruit from other people's gardens, one, it's never going to be an authentic expression of yourself. And I feel like it's really important to always teach from a place of things we've integrated and learned personally, not just um, like reading a book and thinking we're the expert on it now. 
but from the fruit from other people's gardens we can take the seeds from the fruit they've grown and plant it in our own garden and start to build experience from that yeah I love that and it's it's not to say that we can't go to the farmer's market and buy the amazing food and eat it Mm. but how rewarding is it growing your own things yeah it's yours it's your 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 patch your your garden that you made and it's that's so fulfilling like yes we can I love that. We can take it from there and we can learn from them and say, hey, how did you make these so good? How did you grow them? Well, how, how often did you have to water them? What did you, was it how much sunlight? All of those things and take them and go, I'm now going to apply it to get mm. the result. Then when you've done that, then of course, teach it. Like the more people that learn how to grow their food, better. <laughs> yes. Amazing. So what would you say, like you've been on this whole life process what are some, um, I guess, instead of it taking eight years or, or, or a decade long for someone to learn who their real authentic expression is, what are some things or practices that people can do to start to get connected with who they really are and what they really want? Yeah, so people want to steal my avocados, but that's okay. I'm willing to share um, that process on how I grow so, some amazing avocados. I think firstly, like, and I'm going to keep referring back to the garden because I like this now and I'm going to stick on it. And I've never explained it with this analogy before. So this is fun. I think to start with is to, to really start where you are is asking those questions on like, am I happy? Am I going to be happy in 12 months? If I'm, if I've got the same garden, the same results in my life, if I'm feeling the same way. And that was one that, you know, when I was with my sports psychologist was like, are you going to be happy in 12 months if you make this decision or that decision? And actually if you're, if you are going to be happy and, and content, cool. That's, that's great. You probably don't need to change anything, but if you're being totally honest and you go, no, I won't be, um, I, I want to feel better. Not that you feel terrible right now, but I, I want better and you're allowed to have better. It's mm-hmm. then going, okay, something needs to change because if we always do what we've always done, we'll always get what we've always gotten. So we need to do something different to break the pattern and to get a different result. And I think it all starts with, and it's something that I love to teach is through gratitude is self-acceptance. When we accept who we are and the life we've lived, we can then move forward. We we can then move through whether it's the grieving or the dying period. Um, The same as if you buy a plot of land and you're going to plant some stuff, plant your garden, if you've got it, but the whole time you're living in denial, like this isn't my patch, like this is not where I'm going to grow my garden this isn't going to work. Um, I don't accept what I've got right now or who I am right now to now start planting the seeds. You won't do anything. You'll keep repeating patterns. You'll go, oh, I'm not, I'm not what I've done in two years ago means that affects me still that, that belief, that mindset, who am I to plant plants? Who am I to have this patch? I don't even like this patch. So many people are doing that about their life. I don't like my life. I don't like who I am. There's no acceptance for where they're at. And when we can find gratitude, we can then, for, for what we've had and what we have and who we are, we can then come to a place of acceptance, which is one of the highest vibrational frequencies of, you know, I accept who I am. I accept the things I've done in my life, whether they were mistakes or all those things, but I'm now accepting those and not holding on to guilt, shame, and regret. Mm. Because everything you've done, whether it's good or bad, has gotten you where you are today. From there, we then, you know, express that gratitude and, and on a deep form, then you move into, you know, forgiveness. Um, and, and I think with forgiveness, it's like letting go of those people, um, those things you did, and even forgiveness to yourself. 
Um, if we don't, we start to move forward and we start to hold on to so much. It's like we go to plant seeds, but we're trying to like pull a tractor along with us. Like, why don't we just let go of the tractor and start planting the seeds? Like mm. we have those ability, the ability to do that. We just haven't been taught because we keep things on our mind or on our heart and we blame ourselves for this that we we want this apology from someone that did something to us 10 years ago that we never got we hold on to so much that holds us back from moving forward and i think it's so important to have a vision and to to want a garden that's beautiful and and to something to aspire to then we can the theme of this trust we can trust to get there but if we can't really accept who we are and let go of the things that have been holding us back for so long, we don't trust ourselves. Mm. And that's where that, that first connection of like that, that first avocado um, <laughs> is like you, when we come, when we start with ourselves, the inner work, the external will fall into place. But when we start, and I know a lot of things in, in personal development, I started with this was setting visions, setting goals, going, this is the garden I want to make. Mm. But my, the whole time I wasn't accepting where I was, I was always, so there's like greatness and there's gratitude and gratitude's like that inner work, that acceptance, that forgiveness, all those things. And that makes you appreciate where you are, what you've got and all of that. If you've only got two seeds, you sitting there going, man, I wish I had a hundred because Rachel has this full garden. She has more land than me. She has so much more water than me allocation and blah, 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 blah. Mm. You're not going to be grateful for what you've got. And I think there was, um, it's kind of like, yeah, you can only do what you've got with what you've got. So whether you have, you know, $10 to start a company or whether you've got 10 million, just start and you can grow it from there. And that's, you know, back to the garden. And then you've, so gratitude on one end, and then you've got greatness, which is striving, which is achieving, which is growing, which is amazing. You want to get to that garden because you know how it looks and how it's going to feel and what you can then provide to other people, sell your fruit, do all those things, serve people in the way that you want to impact them. But if you're stuck in greatness and you don't have gratitude, you're always going to go, but I need 10 apple trees. I need X amount of dollars. I need this, then I'll be happy. You're not yeah. appreciating what you've got, no matter where you're at. And along the journey, you're going to have, it, it's going to take time. Like, again, it's an infinite game. You don't grow a garden by planting one seed and then tomorrow, like in 10 minutes, it grows and then that's it. It's a continuous thing and weeds are going to come up. Um, there's going to be external factors like, um, you know, rain, sunshine, um, bugs, stuff like that, that you have to deal with on a daily basis. And it's mm -hmm. like getting up and meditating every morning. You're, you're constantly fixing to that garden of your mind every day. And then from that, you want both of those, the gratitude of, of where you're at, but you don't want to be stuck in that and say, I don't want to move. I'm grateful mm -hmm. for what I've got. So I don't have to move. It's like, no, we we're an evolving process as a human and as a life, but we don't want to be stuck in greatness either. We want to be kind of in the middle, which is grounded so that mm -hmm. we are grateful but we do have a vision so that when we're growing our fruit, we go, okay, what do I have to do today to make this the best garden we can and garden referring to our mind, our life, but also make sure it's aligned with our vision and make sure it's aligned with who we are. And when we connect with ourselves through, you know, those first two things of self-acceptance through gratitude and, and self-worth through forgiveness to ourselves and others, we can then start to move forward without being held back, without 
being ungrateful and, and stuck in a place where we don't want to be, but then also blaming ourselves and others for that. When we take responsibility, we get to create the life we want. Mm, so many really good points in that. And I'm loving this garden analogy. At the start, you talked about um, about how it your life doesn't necessarily need to be like wrong or, or terrible to want to change. And the vision, like the image that immediately came into my mind was the garden. Just say you have you've you have all these lemon trees that took 10 years for you to grow to the beautiful tree it is now with all this amazing vibrant fruit but then you might be like oh I actually want to try avocados I've never grown them before and then maybe your energy redirects to the avocado so then the lemon tree has to die for you to give your full energy to something new and that's okay because it is just that continual process and and evolving and yeah creating your garden however however you want it to look Mm. and sometimes you'll try things and they won't work you'll do all the right things and it won't work you might overwater it you might be so passionate about growing lemons and then the climate's not right and it just doesn't work Mm. the seed might not grow and you know people hold on to those things again that's part of the letting go process of okay maybe that wasn't for me Mm. move on to the next one what else can i do or what else aligns that i can grow um and i think it's also that you know we all start with that kind of blank plot of land Mm -hmm. and some people put their thoughts and you need to do it this way and it's like no matter if you do it how they want to do it how they say is proper way to do it if it's not how you want to do it you're not going to be happy Mm. Definitely. And I think some of that letting go comes back to the self-worth and and forgiveness work that you're talking about, because if you try to plant something and it's not growing for you, but you see everyone else eating that fruit. So you think you're doing something wrong. It's not necessarily that you're doing something like wrong. It's, it's just not meant to work for you. Or maybe there's an adjustment you need to make, or maybe it's best to let it go. And forgive having forgiveness is so important because if we internalize that and think this isn't growing because there's something wrong with me, then that's where we start to one, not accept where we're at and two, degrade our self-worth because of external situations. Mm. Yeah. You like, you ask, you ask for as much as, as, as much advice as you can to Mm. be like, what's the best thing to grow? What can I, you know, what's going to take, you know, the least amount of time. And that's okay if you're looking for something to grow quick, but also you mix it with a lot of long-term things like short-term goals, long-term goals yeah. to then, you know, always keep you nourished with, with lots of fruit. Yeah. So earlier on, you talked about how you struggled to connect with people at a, at a deeper level. Yeah. Beyond self-acceptance, what are some things that you think enabled you to find connections that really nourished you at all levels and to like meet people that were really going to benefit you in your journey? Mm. I think it did start within though, like, like from those points and then from there after going through that was then defining my values, um, working out what was purposeful to me. And that was through lots of things. And, and I think a lot of people looking for this one thing, that's your purpose and that's it. Um, I, I think our purpose is just to evolve 
as humans and that thing might change. Um, for me, at one stage was soccer, um, but then it changed and now it's mentoring and then it might be speaking, it might be um, being a teacher. It, uh, people put so much pressure on it being one thing and if mm -hmm. that time's done like we said with the plants like if it's if that time's over and it's not growing anymore it's okay to leave it and move on to something else and I think for me without knowing my values I tried to live life by everyone else's and that put so many conditions on my life on how I felt about myself and what I could do therefore I felt really inauthentic in what I was doing it never felt right I just played, kept playing soccer because that's what I always did. I was Carlo, the soccer player. It was my identity there because I, it was what other people told me was the best thing to do. That would make the most money. That would be the most successful career. No, if someone's not happy, then you know my definition, definition of success is happiness, is joy, is doing what I want, where I want, with who I want, when I want. So it's freedom, it's love, it's all these things. I wasn't feeling that doing that one thing. So even when I went to connect with people, I was held back because of things from the past and because of, I didn't know who I was. And mm. I think that, that um, I can't remember who says it, but it's something that comes into framework with what I do and what I teach is kind of getting to the, the spiritual level of the human experience. So spiritual, mental, physical, and right at the top is where you know thyself, be thyself, love thyself. And when you come from that place, you can come from a place of authenticity, acceptance, from love, from being vulnerable. When I was able to step into that, because I did all the other things. And if we relate it back to our garden, I did all the mental things. I sat there and meditated and wanted my plants to grow. I journaled, my plants are strong and healthy. Um, and then I did all the physical things. I weeded the garden. I, I raked everything. I, I planted the right things in the right places. I put up certain shade sails and stuff like that. But on a spiritual level, if you go to do something and that voice in your head says, you can't do that. You're not worthy of that. No one's going to like this fruit. This fruit isn't going to grow. You're not, you are not good enough to have fruit. You're not going to feel good regardless of the result you get. And that was holding me back from planting a garden, making a vision that aligned with me, connecting with myself and therefore connecting with others. So when I started to come from that place, and I don't think we, you know, tomorrow we just, we do one thing and we reach that place of spiritual enlightenment or, or consciousness. It's, the daily things you do to, to get to that place. And when you do a lot of self-inquiry and you get there and it's having self-awareness to know that and ask those questions, you can then be at that place where you start to feel authentic, align with your values, align with who you are, align with what's purposeful to you, a vision that's inspiring to you. And then when you connect with people, it's, it's almost effortless. It just happens. We never connected until we both really got onto our path. And then it was just a, a, you know, a magnetic thing of like, hey, let's connect. Let's do this. Let's do that. And, and the same with all my friends at the moment and all the people I connect with. It all just feels, it never felt forced. Um, you know, my life doesn't feel forced. Yes, there's times of, of challenge and, and struggle. And, you know, I get stressful at times and um, I get angry at times. But that's part of the human experience of what we chose to be here and feel. It's yeah. navigating that and, and maintaining that, that spiritual enlightenment through all of that and going, okay, this is a process and I just need to keep chipping away and doing the inner work and doing the right things to maintain that garden. But as long as you're aligned, things start to come in. You connect with the right people because your energy is going in that direction. 
where focus goes, energy flows. And if you're focusing on the negatives right now in the world, you're going to sit on Facebook and scroll and, and, and feel the pressure and feel the stress. But if I'm focusing on my garden, I can't control the weather. I can't control um, what's spreading outside or if there's diseases or illnesses or bugs, but I can control if I water, I can control if I pick that weed, if I can control if I show up every day and do the work that's necessary. Mm -hmm. Yes, love all of that. So it really does start with, with the inner work and just like I think the first beginning step is just a willingness to be open and a willingness to start to learn about yourself because even if you're not at a um, like spiritual enlightened place yeah. but you're open to it, you will still attract the the right people and the right connections to bring you into that vision that you're holding for yourself. And as you were talking again, I was just getting these like images of the garden in my mind <laughs> because I was thinking about how um, like Carlo, the soccer player had like whatever, whatever fruit was representative of that. And then when you started to let that go and go away for it, what happens to trees and to plants when they like die is that they actually become mulch and food for the other plants around them. Mm -hmm. So things that we're letting go of in our life, we're not just cutting done. It's actually feeding and laying deeper foundations for other things. I'm sure there are so many things you've learned as a soccer player that are applied mm -hmm. indirectly or directly in the work that you're doing now. Yeah, so many. And I think, like I said at the start, it's all those things in your life that have happened become that fertilizer and that mulch, the, the, the foundation for everything else to grow. And that's where, you know, you, your trust comes in. When you start to connect with yourself, you start to trust yourself. Then you can start moving forward and, and create a vision and all of that. Because if there's no trust or connection to self, Anything you do, whether you want to enter a relationship or whether you want to plant seeds or whether you want to um, start a new career, you'll doubt yourself mm. and you'll hold yourself back. And I did that in so many areas of my life, whether it was playing soccer. And I knew I was good, but I still didn't have that connection to myself. And hey, if I had that connection, would it have been different? I don't know. And I can't change that. I'm just focused on now and I'm not for, uh, and as much as I can, and I'm human, so it does happen from time to time. I'm not trying to look at somebody else's garden and go, they've got so many more plants, their things are growing, they're at, you know, 10 years, and their avocado trees are growing. I just planted it yesterday. It's like I'm focusing on my stuff. Um, and again, we see everyone else's, but I get inspired and I go, hey, how can I get there too? And what's the best practices to get there? Mm -hmm. um, and there are days where it, it doesn't, it, you know, gets to me but it does i don't let it take over and stop me from doing my thing it's like okay i'm connected to me i'm connected to my values and this is my journey so i focus on my garden and trying to make it as beautiful as i can for me unlike when i was playing soccer i was trying to make the best what's another fruit watermelons for others yeah it was like i'm gonna make it for me regardless and if other people like it awesome if they don't great so you can have, you can grow the most juiciest peaches, but not everyone likes peaches. So I'm doing it for me and I'm doing it because I like it. And whoever wants to come take that fruit when I offer it, amazing. I'm not sitting there with an expectation of everyone needs to like this garden. Everyone needs to like my fruit. Mm. I need to be happy with it first. I'm not doing it for anyone else. Yes, definitely. And I love that 
perspective of looking at other people's gardens and feeling inspired for things that we might be able to plan or, or might be able to look at or taste or sample in some ways. And like you also said, we're human. Like sometimes I'll look at what someone else is doing and think, why can't I just have that already myself? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, we, we all have moments where our human ego mind creeps in, but just really becoming grounded back into where we are ourselves, what we're grateful for and our vision or what word did you use? Our growth, greatness, our vision for greatness. Um, yeah, grounding ourselves back into all of those things and our self and our personal spiritual connection is yeah when we can actually use that inspiration from others to grow instead of to feel stuck or to feel jealous or anything else yeah and it'd be like looking at like your journey and me going oh damn i wish i went to uni and and did that because now you're doing things that align with that obviously you've stepped out of that but that Mm. journey you wrote a book and i'm like oh man i could have wrote a book but it's like you know, you've got these things growing. Mm. Rachel's got these things growing. That's okay. Share with each other, help each other and, and share knowledge. But, and like we're doing right now and like you jumping on my podcast and all of that, like it's, we can all help each other along mm. the process, but then we can also give each other fruit. Yeah. Share that. And we can all be nourished and, and fed. Um, because if you've got one person that's really, really good and passionate, and it goes back to figuring out why it's important to you that you do that certain thing. If I'm growing, um, this garden things really, it's interesting, (laughs) but it's like trying to keep it on topic. I'm growing tomatoes and all I want to do is grow tomatoes. Amazing. You don't have to grow everything under the sun. Mm. Me, I used to try to do everything. I've got to write a book, go do podcasts, go do this, go do that. Go do... I need to because everyone else is doing it. Mm. And it's like, no, if I just want to do one thing, and it could be as simple as one career, um, just do meditations, just write a book, that's okay. Do it the best you can and find out why that's important to you. Connect to that. But then also other people can, you can work with other people to share mm. and then move forward because I might not be good at growing uh lemons but i might need lemons to add to my tomatoes so that's where i call upon other people to mentor me to teach me and if i'm at the start where i don't know how to do something or it's not quite working i can always ask for help on someone who's 10 steps ahead yes definitely love all of that is there any any final words or anything you feel like is really important to bring up to wrap us up Grow your damn garden and focus on it. <laughs> um, I think, actually, I think it, that this analogy or like this whole garden thing is stuck in my head from Louise Hay where it was like, gr- yeah, grow, focus on growing your best garden and make it so beautiful that people want to come and take flowers from it. Um, mm-hmm. But also on, on top of that would be, don't try and don't try and ignore the human experience. Don't try and, I think there's a lot of people that get stuck on positive and that's a fantasy that everything's going to be up and not down, good and not bad, um, happy and never sad. And then there's people stuck on the other fantasy on it's always sad. Everything bad always happens. Nothing good happens. Uh, I'm always angry and stressed. I'm never happy and relaxed. We're human. We feel all emotions and we're allowed to, and we need to, when we start resisting anger, um, stress, um, pain, it then grows into something bigger. We can work through all these emotions because we have a scale and it always fluctuates, but don't ignore those things. Don't think 
I thought for so long, like I'm conscious Carlo. I can never be angry. I can never be upset. I can never be stressed. I have to always say, Hey Carlo, how are you going? I'm great. I'm amazing. But in, mm. in the background, I'm actually like stressed and, and upset and lonely. It's like, no, feel all those things, except right at the start, except with gratitude, get the lessons out of them, let go of the things you're holding on to, and then enjoy this experience. Even right now, when we're being tested by an external factor that we cannot control, this is perfect for us to go, how can I still attend to my garden mm. and make it the best garden I can have, regardless of what's happening? Yeah, I love that. And also just to add, like, love love your garden and appreciate the beauty in it. Like, I'm sure it, it looks amazing. And yeah, if we can really appreciate where we are at, that even that grounds us even more. So thank you so much for being part of the Trust Summit, Carlo. If anyone watching the replay has any questions for Carlo, comment and I'm sure he'll be happy to get back to you. I'll post all his links if you want to connect with him. Thank you so much, Carlo. Thank you for having me. Watch everyone in isolation go out and then weed their garden today. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for listening. You can find me online at by Rachel White or at The Gentle Podcast. You can reach out to me anytime. I would always love to hear from you. Have a beautiful day. Namaste. Namaste.